Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nodes in the Net, or that's what it would be usually. We're typically looking at a weekly, irreverent, tangential conversation that caters to the interests of liminal trickster mystics like you. However, uh, it's kind of the holiday season, and I kind of want to take a break. It's been a little bit hard to find people to schedule with lately, and I'm uh, choosing to start the next year off with an enormous exciting bang and uh you know i'm gonna try to record a couple episodes between now and then so i have some buffer and can remain a little bit more consistent for y'all but the plan is for now uh to introduce you to some of the most canonical creek mason pieces although that makes us sound like uh, maybe the council of nicaea has decided which of the things that I've written are the most important to the cult's backstory. Yeah, no, (laughs) it's not quite like that. Uh, But I do want to read a little bit for you uh, for the next six or seven weeks until the new year arrives. I don't want to leave you hanging. I don't want to leave you thirsty, parched, dried up, and desiccated and dying for the rush of the babbling waters of the creek. I'm doing some excellent babbling right now, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah. I want you to know that even though I'm not necessarily releasing conversations with other liminal trickster mystics, there's still a lot of really cool liminal trickster mystics that you can discover if you join the Discord and if you hang out with us there. And, uh, you know, I think that these canonical Creek Mason pieces, as I've been calling them, are a good introduction to what the community is all about. I've really tried to, I guess, less than define uh, what our vibe is. I've tried to capture in writing the emergent vibe that seems to be, uh, you know, occurring naturally, organically as a result of the interactions and connections and uh, deep vulnerability and sharing that's been going on over on the Creek Mason Content Collective Discord, uh, which you can find links to, of course, at creekmasons.substack.com. Uh, so sign up for our mailing list there, sign up for our Discord there, and listen, won't you please, to this original poem. It's kind of an epic poem that I've actually published on Amazon and that I'm going to be making free, I think, for Black Friday. Uh, this is an ebook that you can get. It is called The Mental Appendage, and it is what remains of the original Creek Mason story about Dylan Friedman, uh, who is a college stoner turned political activist. Uh, who discovers magic, basically. That's that's kind of the tagline. Uh, that's how the Creek Mason started. That was me in college, and this is very much not an autobiographical poem, uh, because I never did any of these things, but definitely the kinds of things that I would have, like, fantasized about doing, uh, you know, 20 years ago or whatever it was, 12 years ago. I should also say that this story takes place back in 2010, and uh, one of the main driving forces behind the main character's uh, political aspirations is California Proposition 19, uh, which was meant to be the very first uh, recreational cannabis regulation act uh, that would have moved California's stance on recreational marijuana from, you know, like medical only is okay, decriminalization, uh, into the sort of like tax and regulate thing that Colorado ended up doing first. 
So in this story, he's going door to door under the guise of giving away free light bulbs and kind of like getting into people's houses uh, to talk about cannabis legalization. Uh, so it is, uh, he's calling it the Enlightenment campaign. <laughs> I guess I'm calling it that since I wrote the damn thing. And also toward the end of the clip, you'll get a little bit of that preview into uh, kind of the the thesis of this poem, which is called The Mental Appendage, uh, because that is uh, what we all have, a, a sort of a mental appendage that grips onto things and then uh, directs our subconscious toward manifesting whatever that appendage is gripping uh, into our physical reality. It's it's kind of a yeah, an attempt to justify magic to people who are only into scientific materialism uh, through poetry. I guess, again, it's like multiple guises here. So you're going to listen to Dylan uh, wedge his way into uh, this person's house uh, by offering free light bulbs and enlightening her on cannabis instead. And meanwhile, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing and wedge myself into your life uh, to explain why magic is real through kind of manifesting legalization, I guess you could say. So that's a little bit of background. I think it'll it'll make sense whether you know the history of drug legalization or not. But but I think this is the right piece of Creek Mason writing for you to start on, uh, because it is kind of the proto Creek Mason, Dylan Friedman. So yes, why don't you please head to creekmasons.substack.com and uh, get yourself a copy of The Mental Appendage, and please let me know what you think of it. Uh, I am dying for some kind of review, uh, either here on the Substack comments, on Amazon, uh, a like and a share, anything that you feel called to do uh, would be more than appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read you a little teaser uh, to keep you warm. Uh, for these holidays while there are no guest-centric Nodes in the Net episodes. Uh, and I hope that you enjoy it and that you check out The Mental Appendage. And, like, you know, if nothing else, hit me up on a Discord DM and, and tell me that my poetry sucks. <laughs> I got thick skin. I can handle it. I'm very curious, uh, though, to hear whether anyone connects with this. So please do reach out. All right. Enough blather. Enough babbling. I guess that's what Creeks are good at. As I said earlier, they are good at babbling. And I have definitely been doing it for the last 10 minutes. And I think that's enough. So find links to buy the mental appendage at creekmasons.substack.com. And I'll see you next week with the essay, Who We Are, uh, which kind of defines the modern era of the Creek Masons, which began uh, back in, I think, like 2020 or 2021 when I met JT. Uh, so I'll tell you all about that next week. But for today, here's a little snippet of the epic poem that I wrote titled Mental Appendage. The sweeping hills of San Francisco climbed can just as soon be beautiful as taxing. Yes, they're only ticky-tacky boxes, yet no two are painted just the same, and self-expression they proclaim this way seems ticklish to approach as Dylan makes. 
The wheelie luggage mewled along behind, a light bulb has no right to be so heavy, has now begun to feel like solid lead, like ammunition carted into war. And Dylan's heard that modern war is boring, little more than waiting punctuated with intense and all-consuming terror. Yeah, his wars got volume knobs turned down, but non-stop walking in the autumn heat and knocking endless doors before your chance, and then in awkward stutters make a pitch and lose the confrontation more than not. Erratic peaks of pressure agonize. And yet, he's had a couple mini wins. The people who are sympathetic, kind. He hopes they tell their friends, the message spreading like a verbal virus saving lives. This mix of hope and trepidations filling Dylan as he walks a house's path and notes his striking but peculiar paint, a black that's flat and trimmed with ruby red, but still, somehow, inviting as a bed with piled blankets on a foggy morning. A woman answers quickly when he knocks. He thinks she looks a little like a shrink with flowy clothes and kindly twinkling eyes. She says, it seems you're not the pizza guy. He answers, darn, I hate to disappoint. She takes a breath as if she's smelling cookies, half a twinkle tugging at her mouth before the warmest laughter tumbles out, her crow's feet crinkle almost to her temple. Dylan couldn't hope for more support. I'm here, in fact, because of climate change. You know, it's natural gas that powers lights, at least in California that's the case. It's methane leaks are good at trapping heat. They're 34 times worse than CO2. She's listening closely as he gives his pitch, her eyes alight and focused right on his. But when he wraps it up, she glances down and seems to note the suitcase on the ground. So what would you suggest we do, she says. I haven't had a chance to read in depth. Is there a natural gas prop on the ballot? Dylan says, I've scrimped and saved to buy a suitcase of efficient bulbs for you. I'd love exchanging installation for a chance to chat about a certain prop that will indeed be present on the ballot. Of course you can come in, the woman says. I'm always keen to bask in other zeal. It's never been this easy, Dylan thinks, and yet he doesn't feel concerned. This female goodwill hunting healer type would barely rate a blink in threat assessment. Walking in, he gets the sense he's right. At once, the room's warm, therapeutic mood is soothing, but his automatic praise, you have a lovely home, is met askance. She asks, exactly what do you admire? So Dylan takes a closer look around. The room is not exactly cluttered, but it thrums as busy as a still frame hive. There's crystals scattered, draped embroidered cloths. There's statuettes of unfamiliar gods that share their shells with pentagrams and skulls. The woman must be sensing apprehension. Laughing brightly, she suggests he sit. I've got my light bulbs fully up to date. I try to keep it sunny bright in here, but planetary health's a top concern. Remaining standing as the woman plops on cushions that relax to welcome sitting, Dylan says, I've seen some hippie homes, and yes, I know a few with gothy vibes, but rarely are the two so well combined. Feel free to drop your door-to-door facade. Your first impression may have been a blind one. Still, you've got my hospitality. Sit down. Let's have the conversation promised. Gesturing, half-smiling toward a chair, he glances toward the door behind his back, but figures in the end that talk's important. Pulling up a seat, collecting thoughts, he floats a test balloon. I'll bet you've toked. She answers right away. There's very little that I haven't tried, and dope's the least. 
That's such a poignant point. The harm of pot can barely be compared to other drugs, and yet, absurdly, it's a Schedule One. She wasn't kidding, Dylan pauses thinking. Lights in here are soft and warm as spring. He thinks he knows the way to drive his point. An alcoholic's liver shrivels daily, given they don't get behind the wheel and kill themselves or worse, some other driver. Yet it's marijuana, classed the same as heroin, and worse than meth or coke. She grins, so Prop 19's what brought you here. The reason weed's illegal's clear. It causes kids like you to form your own opinions, views, and bold subversive thoughts. Well, that was Izzy, <laughs> Dylan's laughter smashing up his brief unease. He's sinking deeper in his chair and grinning right along. He says, you have a plan to vote, I hope. She nods and switches up the subject sharp. So tell me, how have you been earning cash? You dealing more than light bulbs? And she laughs. I wish I had the inventory. No, for months I've signed myself for studies. Psych's a passion, though I'm often baffled. Humming in agreement, yeah, me too. Applied psychology is such a boon to getting what you want in life, it's true. You mind providing one or two examples, studies that left you overwhelmed? The first to come in mind is how I funded all the bulbs this suitcase has inside. He taps it with his foot with gentle pride. Apparently this confirmation bias yokes me sure as any mental fault he says, and tries explaining his results. Attentively, with laser-focused eyes, she listens to the story, interrupting only to encourage mumbled sounds of interest, understanding, and respect. Well, what you've simply got to realize is we're yanked around by bias all the time. It's intuition, not our minds, that drives. A thought, belief, or image held inside will color your perception of the world. She waves an arm, a gesture taking in herself, the room, and last, her house and whole. You walked inside, some conscious grip affixed on some impression setting you at ease. You're right, I saw you as a therapist. And so a walk inside, I'm sure, confirmed exactly what you pictured me to be. It's lately mostly Luke who blows his mind, but Dylan laughs, delighted by the feel. But all of this, she gestures once again, is crafted by and meant to boost that gift. I've saddled my intention to produce a confirmation bias that can serve. I've casted spells of self-defense that move my intuition toward aesthetics harmless. Wait, Dylan says, metaphoric spells? With mischief creasing skin beside her eyes and tugging up the corners of her mouth, she leans to Dylan, states a simple no. Okay, this lady's crazy, Dylan thinks. But still, there's fire here that he respects. And everything she said has been on point. Out loud, he says, whatever drugs you're on, there any chance you got some you can spare? That can be arranged, she gives a wink, but gotta pledge to try to get in sync. An image gripped in mind will drive the slink of intuitions toward it. Link by link. All right, there you have it, folks. That is an excerpt from The Mental Appendage. I hope it entices you to give the full thing a read. It's basically a long vignette-style short story in uh, occasionally rhymed but thoroughly metered verse. Check out Mental Appendage. Let me know what you thought. And I will see you next week. Bye-bye.